Blog Talk Radio.
I'm in the I'm in the chat room, and I have to give a real big shout out to uh, my supporters, people who just love me just because I'm shy <laughs> for no other reason. Um, to Callie Dreamer and Levon, I just realized that the mic was on mute, <laughs> so I'm so sorry about that. So actually, I'll just kind of repeat what I said at the top of the show, so it's a little bit of a, a of a reverse. So just to give a big shout-out to everybody, today is the first day of our new season of the Sky Brown Morning Show, and I was saying that I've actually been on the air with Blog Talk since June of 2008, so it's three and a half years. So I've got hundreds and hundreds of shows. So if you've missed any of our past shows and you would like to listen to them, you can log on to com and you'll see you know, all of our shows dating back to 2008. But I was also saying that I am so excited about today's show that I didn't even have coffee yet. And for those who know me, it's even on my Twitter page, that I am a lover of a good cup of coffee, preferably by 6 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) But today um, I didn't even have my coffee yet. I'm just drinking warm water just to kind of get my vocal cords ready and just be fully prepared and fully on a natural high instead of a caffeine high to to do the show today because this is this is a great feeling. This is where I belong and I'm so happy to be here. We're talking about today the whole Occupy Wall Street movement. And I was saying that, you know, I'm here in the New York City area and I have listeners, my friend Carlene is in Italy and she can listen to the show through the computer, which is why Internet radio is great. Um, And I have uh, listeners in the Philippines who have been dedicated listeners probably since about the second year that I've been on the air. Um, But, you know, to to give you a front-line report of what's happening here in New York, it's, it's a little sad to see what's going on with this whole Occupy Wall Street because from here, from our perspective, from those that are here in New York, we saw the mass exodus of jobs from from these big financial companies. If you go back into the archives into September of 2008, I literally documented um, the fall, the collapse of our banking system uh, in our shows as it was happening live. And I actually am in, the, in Jersey City, which is just right outside of New York. And a lot of people live in Jersey City, live in Hoboken, live in Secaucus, and they commute into New York City to go to work. And it was really sad to see when these big banks started collapsing, a lot of people lost their jobs. Just a lot of people in the area, you know, these are your friends, your neighbors. They were growing more and more despondent, more and more cynical about what was going on and what's happening. So now here we are three years later. You know, I'm a big believer in the number three for all you believers out there. But here we are three years later, and these people are hurt. They're broken. They sold a bill of goods that did not come to fruition. And so now they're out. You know, they spent the, the, the latter part of the summer. It started in August, and now we're moving into the colder weather protesting, standing their ground, standing arm-in-arm, brother-to-brother. This is not about race. This is not about gender. This is about economic equality. And the sad thing is now that the weather is starting to get cold, the fire department, it's reported that the fire department came in last week and took their generators, said they couldn't eat in the parks. 
So I'm really hoping this is not going to be a systematic way to deter supporters and to deter people who can really come out and support the movement. Now, for those of you who may not be too uh, familiar with what's going on with Occupy Wall Street, it is actually it's being dubbed by mass media as a leaderless, agendaless movement. And I think that's a, a little bit, um, I'm trying to think of the best word, disingenuous um, at best. It's disingenuous at best because technically there is not a chosen leader or a chosen God for this movement, and there is there has not been a stated agenda. But that's because we live in such a Twitterized, Facebookized, uh, condensed message. The media is looking for sound bites, and the media is looking for talking points. And the real talking point about this is I need a job. I need a job so I can pay my student loans. I need a job so I can pay my mortgage. And so it's, it's a little disingenuous is actually the perfect word because it's the media saying, well, you know, who's the leader? Who's organizing this? They can't even grasp their mind around the fact that it's just people. People are pissed. People want justice. And people want to work. And there's no other way but to take it to the street. And I will tell you this. My husband and I, we were watching the news um, just when all the things were happening in Libya in the spring and into the summer. And a lot of people were saying, wow, look at these people. They're, you know, they're protesting. They're throwing rocks. You know something? They've got a lot more mm, stones is a better word to say than Americans do because they are over there fighting for what they believe in, fighting for their rights, fighting for their nation, fighting for their future. And we're busy watching Kim Kardashian and uh, Chris Humphreys get a divorce. I, I, I mean, really. So let me just, for those of you who are not familiar, I want to share, and this is coming directly from the uh, Occupy Wall, from OccupyWallStreet.org. And for those of you who are in the New York City area, I welcome the opportunity for us to go um, and sit in Zuccotti Park with uh, with the protesters. My friend, Melissa Oltu, is a filmmaker, and she, documents, she did a documentary on Barack Obama's candidacy, um, and I was interviewed, and I believe it was actually posted on Huffington Post. So now she's doing some work with the protesters there. So let's Hang out and support Melissa. But let me share with you from their their website what this movement is about. Occupy Wall Street is a leaderless resistance movement with people of many colors, genders, and political persuasions. The one thing we all have in common is that we are the 99% that will no longer tolerate the greed and corruption of the 1%. We are using the revolutionary Arab tactic to achieve our ends and encourage to use and encourage the use of nonviolence to maximize the safety of all participants. This movement, which is the hashtag is OWF for Occupy Wall Street, movement empowers real people to create real change from the bottom up. We want to see a general assembly in every backyard, on every street corner, because we don't need Wall Street and we don't need politicians to build a better society. If that's not where we are as a people right now, I, I, I don't know what to say. Right now, we are in such dire straits, and many of you know who've been listening to the show for since I've been doing the show. You know, 
I try to stay away from politics to a certain degree. I'm very politically involved. But, you know, when you start talking about politics, you start pissing people off. And we have to walk a fine line. But one thing I will say is this. This country, and I love my country, and I love our president, I support our president and all that he does, has been sold to the highest bidder. And we have been pawns. If you, if, if you really want to know about what happens with our Social Security numbers and what happens when we're born, go to Cybrow uh, Morning Show and type in Dwayne Hemingway L. He has been a frequent guest on the show, um, and he has talked about um, – how our social security numbers are kind of like our account numbers, how we're financed. Also, Hakeem Green from the Rap Group Channel Live, he is definitely a friend to the show. He's been on the show several times, and he has talked about the same thing, which is why when you have a corporation, the name of the corporation has to be in capital letters and why your name appears in capital letters on all legal documents because you're being financed. I mean, really go back if you can. Um, and listen to the archives. I see we have a lot of guests in the chat room. Welcome. Welcome to the Sideground Morning Show. Today is the first day of our new season. And, you know, I'm here in New York, and I just want to talk and share and, and have a real solid discussion on what's going on. If you are the 1%, well, the whole, let me just tell you this about this whole 99 thing. The whole concept of the 99ers started when back in 2007 and 2008 when, unemployed, when the roles of unemployment started to rise. And when the roles started to rise, uh, people, you know, unemployment is typically 26 weeks. And then they gave a 14-week extension. Then they gave a 7-week extension. And then, they get, you know, they started giving these extensions. And finally, people topped out at 99 weeks. And they became the 99ers. So that's, that's a little bit of history about this whole 99%. They became the 99ers. And then as you started having people like Rupert Murdoch saying publicly, much to the chagrin of the wealthy, that his secretary pays more in income tax than he does, and he is a multi-billionaire, it raised the ire of many, many people. I watch uh, on occasion Morning Joe on MSNBC, and he says, Joe Scarborough, who is a, you know, stated conservative, he won't call, he has refrained, uh, I would say over the past year from calling himself an actual Republican, and he called himself a conservative. And he says the way this tax system is out, is set up is outrageous, and he's a conservative, read Republican. And I was actually just contacted by a producer from a major, a very major cable network about um, just talking about politics and our political landscape and Occupy Wall Street and how we're progressing and what are people saying on the front line, front lines. And, you know, we, we talked about Herman Cain and we talked about Herman Cain and the flat tax and his whole 999. That's going to be a topic uh, that we're going to talk about this week. We're going to do a whole show on Herman Cain and what he embodies. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm doing a little bit more research for that show, but when you really look at what's happening with this whole Occupy Wall Street movement, I think the media has been very, um, i got to go back to that word again, disingenuous. You know, the media is, is, is the paintbrush of our society, and they paint the picture that they want us to see. Even my show, you think about the Cyber Morning Show, you know, I paint the picture, and I try to stay true to um, 
journalistic integrity and journalistic roots as much as possible. But, you know, there's a lot of opinion in there. There's a lot of opinion. And when you look at the media and you look at the opinions that are being swayed left, right, up, and down, we have to really think about the source. Have you ever heard the statement, consider the source? We really have to consider the source. And so now you look at Fox that is extreme in its reporting one way, and then you look at MSNBC that is extreme to the second degree (laughs) another way, and then you look at CNN who has tried to stay really right up the middle, true journalism, no opinion, you know, just the facts, and their ratings are falling. And it's showing how Americans have this salacious desire for drama in a sensationalized story. Uh, I can tell you, for those who are in the media, you know, if you've ever worked in a newsroom, they'll they'll tell you, if it bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds, it leads. How horrendous is that? <laughs> that means they're trying to put the most perverse and disgusting things on first uh, because that's, that's the leading story. I have turned off from... NBC News, and I hope, you know, what I'm saying is not to my detriment, but if they talk about another missing white woman in the first 10 minutes of the news, I think I'm going to scream. So the combination of a missing white woman either in Aruba or falling off a ship or who just disappeared, uh, I'm just going to scream. So I, I, I have totally turned that off, and I strongly encourage you, if you want to, and this is, you know, I don't get any money from any of these news organizations, but to stay on top of what's going on in broadcast media with Occupy Wall Street, what's going on with the 99ers, what's going on with Herman King, and broadcast media, not cable news, but broadcast media, which stays a little bit more true to journalism, I would strongly encourage you to watch CBS, which here in the New York City area, it's Channel 2. Um, I, I want to just share one more thing about uh, the, the Occupy Wall Street movement. What's so special about this whole movement is that I actually grew up in Greenwich Village. I grew up on Bleecker Street between Thompson and Sullivan, which is really the heart of Greenwich Village. That's where I was raised. That was my neighborhood as a kid. And there's a picture on the Occupy Wall Street um, website of Washington Square Park. And I remember walking through this park you know, at eight years old in third grade and fourth grade to my friend's house who lived on Park Avenue and all these other, you know, right down in that area. And that's right in the heart of NYU. And you've got NYU, you've got Washington Square Park, you've got the Wall Street, and there are massive, massive amounts of people. This show is designed to help you think. I can't tell you what to think, but it's designed to be a catalyst to help you think encourage you to think. And when you look at this picture, I almost feel left out that I wasn't in this photo because this is such a movement that is going to change the wind and change the tide of what's happening in our country. And it's definitely going to change the election, so much so that President Obama announced just last week that he was implementing a new plan to help students who are swimming in debt from student loans. I have to honestly believe that would have never happened had it not been for the Occupy Wall Street movement. So I will share that there is a way for us to change. There is a way for for normal, everyday people, you know, the the people 
who are not Snooky and the people who are not on TV every day to actually make change and have change and have it be effective in the areas and in the communities in which they live. So I want to just um, acknowledge as we start to wind down today's show, which was the first day of our new season. Yay, I'm so excited. Um, the Side Brown Morning Show airs weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time because I'm in New York. But I want to give a big shout-out to Mr. Robert Gray, to LeBron, and we had a few guests in and out of uh, the chat room today. I didn't get a chance to properly greet you because I'm so busy learning my new switchboard. <laughs> and also to Callie Dreamer, thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll join us tomorrow. And always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, but not pass this way again. Thank you so much for listening to the Cy Brown Morning Show. You can find me on Twitter, forward slash Cy Brown, and I'm also on Facebook, Cy Brown Today. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>